Welcome into the Young Dad Podcast, Let's Talk Edition. I'm your solo host this week, Jay. It's Wednesday, 10-19-2022. We're only a couple weeks away from Halloween, and the full-on holiday season is vastly approaching. However, since the holidays are coming up really soon, I wanted to talk about kind of topics that's been on my mind lately as we get closer to this time of year for a lot of people. The holidays are a lot of fun about family, it's about being grateful, it's about celebrating, being with your loved ones, all that Hallmark movie stuff. But there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that this year, this time of year comes with a lot of grief, a lot of memories, a lot of wishing that there were some people still here with us that aren't, whether that be through via death or separation or whatever the circumstances might be for yourself there there's a wide range of circumstances that it could be for me it's mostly people who have passed away pretty much all people who have passed away but for some it's different so we're going to talk a little bit about the five stages of grief plus two so seven stages of grief on today's let's talk so grab a juice box grab a snack let's talk what is going on young dad pod people hope you're doing super well wanted to talk here for a second before we get too far into the podcast about the coldest water water bottle or the coldest dog bowl the coldest everything they have coldest pillows coldest beds coldest all the above. The holidays are coming. The coldest makes the perfect gift this holiday season. What's also great about this gift is you can save some money. Use the code BALLBOY10 because we're part of BALLBOY Media. So BALLBOY10 at checkout. Save 10%. Support your favorite podcast, which is this one, the Young Dad Podcast. Save some money and get an amazing, high-quality present for someone that you care about this holiday season. You listen to that, and you can hear it. There's ice in this water bottle from yesterday. It's been 48 hours almost. They put ice in this water bottle. Ice is still there. Water's still cold. Beats up all of its competitors' brands. Any other water bottle doesn't stand a chance with the coldest. I've had them all. Hydro, Yeti, all the ones you get off the shelf at Walmart, Target. Nothing compares to the coldest. The coldest is the best. Get it now. Thecoldest.com. Use the code BALLBOY10 at checkout. Check the show notes. You can see a link there. Go there. Or you can go to Linktree backslash BallboyMedia. You'll find it there as well. You'll go straight to the site. Get your friends, your family, someone you care about this holiday season. Or for yourself, treat yourself to a coldest water bottle or any other other amazing products today.
as always, huge thank you to the Live Studio audience. We're super grateful for them. I'm super grateful that they're here with me today on this solo recording. They still showed up, packed the house. I couldn't be more thankful. We're going to break this up a little bit. I'm going to talk to you about three stages, and then I'm gonna we're going to take a break. Then we're going to go into three more, take a break, and then we're going to end with one. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy the first one. This is not a common of the five stages of grief, but it's one I feel is really important. If you look up the five stages of grief, you can see the five stages, the seven stages, the eight stages, the nine stages. They're all over the place with how many numbers. And that's because grief is processed so differently. And a lot of people fear having to process their grief. They fear what's next. They fear the unknown. I fear the unknown. You fear the unknown. We all fear the unknown. That's okay. That's normal. Now, fear is not one of the main five stages of grief. When you think about five stages of grief, it's not one that come to mind, comes to mind, but it's really important because we all fear it. We fear having that conversation with someone. We fear death itself. We fear us dying and having to make those future plans and having to leave people behind. We fear... Is everything when it comes to something that we would grieve over. If it's a relationship, we fear ending it. We fear hurting the other person. We fear hurting if there's children involved, children. We fear ending a friendship because we don't know what it's going to be like to not have that person in our lives. We fear a lot of things. That's, that's the main point here, we fear. And that's normal. That's okay. If you're not fearing... A situation where you might have grief maybe go talk to someone else listen to this podcast in full first recommend it to a friend but then go and maybe seek some additional help there for yourself and that's okay and maybe you just don't you're not a fearful person you embrace it you go straight for it you meet it head on that's awesome if you're somewhere in between i'm no professional but there are plenty of professionals out there to to help you kind of process those feelings because maybe you don't know what you're feeling is that fear and it could be something else. For me, personally, I fear it. A little bit of context here. When my ex and I first started talking, there were some things that had happened. I'm not going to give you all the details. But there were some things that had happened between us and it kind of, we put a a time limit on, you know, we said, okay, our five years in, it was eight, was it eight? It was about eight months from then. So it's like our five years coming up here. If we can't figure this thing out in the next so many months, then our, our default option right now is to just separate clean breaks. And that was really scary for me because I didn't, my last five years had been with this person. My home was with this person. My kids were with this person. Everything I knew about life over the last so many years with my career, who I came home to was with this person. So I feared the change. I feared the outcome I knew was going to happen was going to be that separation and that divorce. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't want it to happen, so I just 
kind of took that fear and let it kind of fuel me into putting a lot more effort into something that wasn't reciprocated that I knew was going to end anyway and holding on for longer than I wanted to or should have. Because I wanted to hang on. I wanted to have hope, but ultimately the fear consumed me and it, just, it took me to a dark place through those final few months. And that was tough. It wasn't easy, but you know, here we are today talking about it, which is awesome. But we'll we'll get to there. And then this next the next kind of background here, more context when it comes to fear, is when recently I went to to visit some family. My grandmother, she's older. She's seventy two, almost seventy three. She raised me from when I was two weeks old to when I was a teenager. Things happened there, but she raised me. That was home. That was who I knew. That was my that was my mom. That was the only person I had in my life because my grandpa passed away when I was eight. So she was all I had beginning to that point in my life. More than half my life. She was that parent figure. And she was talking with my with my cousin just kind of about how she was at terms with, you know, death and how she knew it was probably coming, you know, in the in the future and you know, just starting to have those conversations with us grandkids and whatnot. And, you know, that cousin, he's 14, I'm 27. And I had to have that conversation with her. And I just heard overheard her talking about it, and I kind of shut the conversation down right away. And then I left, and I was driving home, three and a half hour drive, just thinking about it. Thought about it for a week, kept thinking about it, and... Finally, I, I picked up the phone and I called another grandma of mine, just kind of talked to her about it, just kind of get some, some insight. Ultimately, I ended up calling my grandma who had had that conversation initially that I shut down and just kind of checked in like, hey, are you okay? Like, hey, it was hard for me to hear that. It was fear because like, I don't, I don't want to lose her. No one wants to lose a loved one that we care about. So it was that conversation was hard to have. Which leads it leads us into denial, especially when it comes to the topic of death. You know, I was in denial. I'm like, oh, she's fine. There's plenty of time. She's only seventy two. She's in she's in good health. Like, I shouldn't be worried. She'll be okay. Kind of just start to push it off. You push off, kind of seeing that person. It's like, oh, they're fine. We don't need to see them. Or, oh, I don't need to work on my marriage because my marriage isn't going anywhere. Or I don't need to work on that friendship because my friendship isn't going anywhere. Whatever it may be, this is applicable across all those fields. Death, friendship, end of a relationship, end of a marriage, whatever it is. Whatever you might grieve, it's applicable. Suffice it just of grief. So there's plenty of things we grieve in life. We deny it. We push it off to see how long we can just kind of ignore it, not have to deal with it. Sweeping under the rug, out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, I did that for a lot more time in my marriage, my previous marriage, than I should have, because I'm not married anymore. Very happily divorced. But it was a conversation that I pushed off for a long time that came back to bite me in the end. But it was okay because it's everything happens for a reason. And, we're both happier apart than we are together. And it was it's better for the children. Anyways, back on topic of grief and denial, 
when it came to my grandma just so recently, it's like, I don't, I'm going to deny that having that conversation because it's, I don't need to worry about it right now. It's not applicable right now. But after thinking about it, it, it is applicable. Because I needed to have that conversation with her to just kind of hear hear her out and to listen to her and just see how she was feeling. And knowing that she's at terms with it and knowing that she knows that there's closure there for me personally, super important to have that closure in these situations when you can get it. It's something I didn't get to have with my grandfather who passed away. I avoided it. I was scared. I didn't get to have that same closure with him that I wanted to. This was years ago when my younger brother overdosed three years ago. Didn't ever have that conversation with him. Avoided it. Never really talked to him. Just, you know, we're brothers, but we weren't, we weren't close. Leads to regret. Because denial, like, oh, we have time to kind of bring this back together and to, to make this work. You never know. You just never know when something might come to an end. And so we have to not be afraid, not deny it, and not push things off when we can face it head on. Which is scary, which can lead us to, to feeling angry. Or upset, and it's just um, this raw emotion for so many people is what anger comes out as. And it's really weird because it's labeled as anger because it is anger. We're angry at something. We don't know what we're angry at. We're angry at the world. We're angry at a higher power. We're angry at ourselves for not doing more. We're angry at the death. We're angry at the situation. We're angry at the other person if it's a relationship based grief. We're just angry and there's so many more emotions that are beneath that anger is normally especially for most men myself included it's kind of a masking emotion it's not the emotion it's a mask there's so much more emotion underneath that anger that needs to be processed and handled yet we ignore it we shouldn't we're going to be angry at ourselves because yeah, we probably should have done more. Yeah, we, we probably should have been closer to our brother. Yeah, we should, probably should have, you know, went and gotten, found a, found a plane ticket and figured it out to go see our grandpa. We should have done this. We should have done that, but we can't. It's just the past. We couldn't do it. That's, that's going to be upsetting to us as people. But again, it's a massing emotion. There's a deeper emotion there that needs to be uncovered. And so... But we let the anger kind of fuel us. Like, oh, I'm just angry. Uh, this, I'm going to blame this person. I'm going to blame this. I'm going to blame that. I'm going to blame that. Yet we don't take that responsibility upon ourselves. And if you listen to our last episode, episode six of the Young Dad podcast, we kind of got into a little bit where we often don't point the finger inwards. We point out as, oh, he shed, he, that, he, she, they, whatever. Not my fault. It is your fault. You're in control of you. You're in control of your heart. You're in control of your emotions. You're in control of your mind. You're in control of you. You can control you. That's about all you can control is you. Your feelings, your heart, your processing, your grief. So own it. Take it. Own it. Own that anger. Figure out why you're angry. 
go way, way back to the early days of the podcast of Let's Talk. Ask yourself why. Why am I angry? Okay, why do I feel that way? Why this? Why am I mad at this person leaving? Why am I mad at this situation? Why am I angry? Ask yourself why. Uncover the deeper root of that anger. And it'll lead to a place where you can begin to start healing and processing that grief. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to get into the next three stages. Bargaining, confusion, and depression. Man, I sure do love this live studio audience. I love our our supporters, our partners that give you guys great deals on these great products. They're all just fantastic. I'm just super grateful. Again, make sure you leave five stars. Share this with a friend if you're enjoying it. If you enjoy our content, follow us on our socials. All that fun stuff. You know where to find us, Young Dad Pod. You can check the link in the description for our link tree, and it'll all be right there for you. So. We're going to jump back in now, bargaining. Now, bargaining, we're trying to make a deal. Who are we making a deal with? A person's gone in some way or another. They're not in our lives anymore. We have to move on. So we're bargaining. We're bargaining. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bargain my time. Most, we bargain our time when it comes to grief. We bargain ourselves. For how long we can be upset, how long we can be sad. Why? Why do we do that? We're only bargaining with ourselves and we're only hurting us when we do that. Who says that there's a limit on how long you can grieve for? Who says there's a limit on how long you can grieve your broken home, your loss of a family member, a best friend that you were really close to? Who says that there has to be any set time limit on that situation? Only you. You're the only person giving yourself that limit on how long you can grieve for. You're saying, okay, I'm going to give myself until next week, or I'm going to give myself only a few days to get through this. Or, I'm going to take this long. We give, we give ourselves timelines because that's how our society works. Our society doesn't really give us time to to grieve to process you know for most most workplaces at least big big ones they maybe give you two or three days depending on the loss depending on the circumstance depending on the situation and mentally you tell yourself oh that two three days okay i'm gonna process in that two three days you're gonna go through seven stages of grief in three days doesn't really sound too realistic to me we can't undo what's done. We can't undo that person leaving. We can't undo the relationship being gone. We can't undo someone passing away. We can't undo a friendship ending for whatever reason. Can't undo someone wronging you, hurting you, anything like that. The only thing you can do is Process it in your time. Grieve it. Grieve that loss, whatever type it is. Take ownership of yourself and move forward. Because we can't undo it. We can't 
go back in time and spend time with that person. We can't go back and make those phone calls anymore. We can't make any wrongs with that said person right. All we can do is move forward and be better people for ourselves. So that when we are in the, you know, if it's in per relationship to a marriage or a relationship that ended, we can't undo what that person did to us. Or if we did something wrong in that relationship as well, which there's always two sides to it. Never just one person. Everyone makes mistakes. Some are harder to forgive than others. Probably the best way to put that. But, you know, you can't go back. You only can move forward. And it's up to you to own your own heart, your own feelings, your own grief. So don't, don't look back. Don't make those deal with your, deals with yourself. Own that moment if you need to. One great strategy that I learned so long ago is if you're feeling those moments where you just feel like it's a lot, you know, put both hands over your heart, take those three deep breaths, cry, let it out. Don't say, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. That's all I'm going to get right now. When you have that time to really let it out, take that time to let it out for yourself. Do what you need to do to let it out. Exercise. Hike. Be in nature. Listen to your favorite podcast, which is this one. Read a book. Take that time. Take that space. Find that distraction. Spend time with family and friends. Spend time with that family that's also going through what you're going through. If it's something similar, go and see your family. That's what I did. You know, my relationship had ended. It was two weeks later. I was celebrating my birthday with my family in Seattle. And I wish I would have had the courage to tell them what was happening while I was there to feel their support. Because it wasn't until after I was driving home that I had called and talked to talk to my family about it, talked to my aunt, which I really wish I would have talked to her when I was there more about it. But I didn't, and that's okay. We, we still had that same conversation, but it would have just been so much different if I would have... Just said, hey, this just happened. It's fresh. I'm struggling. I, I need your support. It's okay to ask for that support. Don't be, don't be afraid. The next stage of grief, and this is one that's not one, again, this is number five of seven, but it's one that's not one of the five common stages of grief. But I felt like it fit in pretty good right here it's confusion it's it's one that's important to understand because it can trigger the next stage of grief the confusion where we can find ourselves confused as we go about life after that person is longer no longer in it whether it's a death or you know relationship whatever we find ourselves Randomly sad, upset, triggered, and it's that really small, almost feels like insignificant things. A certain song comes on with a melody or a smell or a place, or you hear something on the radio, or you just overhear a conversation at the grocery store, and you're just like, wow, that's weird because that made me think of this person. 
and you just kind of stop in your tracks. You know what I mean? If you're if you're thinking about that, you just kind of put yourself in that that space. Like it's it's different. It's not normal. It's confusing because you thought you had processed all this grief, that you had processed all these memories, kind of tucked them away, tucked them in a filing cabinet, locked it up through with key, only break glass in case of emergency kind of situation, but you didn't. That's not how your brain works, unfortunately. It, it would be great if it was, but your heart, your brain, they don't work like that. When those moments happen, that's okay. That's normal. It's confusion and confusing because we thought we were over it. We thought we processed. But let me tell you, my, my grandpa, he passed away 20 years ago when I was eight years old. Small little things will make me think of them. You know, when I'm laying on the couch with my kids, it's like, oh, man, we used to lay on the couch and watch TV like this all the time. Like 20 years later, you still think about that person. Still talk about them. It, it doesn't go away. It just gets, it gets easier to talk about. There's more conversation and more celebration and Instead of being sad about it, you're more smiling, you're more happy. It goes from that sadness to that happiness as you, as you process. And the sixth one, and we're going to skip this last break and just go six and seven, is depression. You're, you're going to be depressed. Heck, when, when my divorce happened, I was, I was sad, I cried, I bawled, I was sad, I was depressed, I was angry as heck. I had lost all interest in my own personal health. I was hyper-focused on work. I lost a bunch of weight. I went from 230 to 170 in just a few months. My family was worried. My doctor was worried. You know, I was ignoring people that cared about me, that were reaching out, just saying, hey, no, I don't want to talk. No, I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. Just, just pushing people away that were genuinely showing that they cared, not just wanting to tee on what happened but people who were actually trying to be supportive and show their love and care for me that were my friends since college, that I know since my freshman year of college, that I had known before I had met my ex, that had seen me through, you know, these failed relationships in college, a previous engagement before my ex that was, I was glad I had good friends. Let's just say that, but people who really cared about me. I was pushing away, ignoring, saying, yeah, no, I'm not talking to, to you. I'm not talking to anyone. Family, you know, I was lashing out on people at work. I was just angry. It showed in my performance. It showed in the way I treated people. It showed in the way that I was treated in return. And it just was not a good time. And I just... Or when I lost my grandpa as I was growing up, one would pass away when I was young, one when I was a little bit older, in my 20s, early 20s. I guess I'm still in my 20s. But, you know, it was, I would be sad on their birthdays or when it got close to the time of the year when they passed away or when my daughters were born. They weren't, they weren't there, you know, or my birthdays or, Heck, when the Mariners made it to the playoffs, you know, I wish that one of my grandpas was there to, to be alive for that. Just all these, these small things, just kind of not a full depressive state, but they, 
they do bring those feelings of depression, sadness, and, you know, kind of just wishing and loneliness. It happens. That's normal. It's okay. And now we're going to go, kind of brings us here to the seventh and final step, acceptance. It's the most important step. I'm glad you made it here. I'm glad you're still here with me. It's the seventh step. Know that your fear is normal. Your denial is common. Your anger really isn't anger. It's a deeper emotion. Know that there's no point in making a deal with yourself. You're just going to break it. And then you're going to take a step back and be angry because I broke the deal with myself. I'm grieving longer than I wanted to. Because there's no point. Have, have more grace on yourself. Be more forgiving towards yourself. When you're confused with your grief, stop and look into it and reflect. Don't ignore it. And lastly, your depression is normal. And it's okay to sit in that space for a health, healthy amount of time. And that healthy is going to be different for you than it is for me. And lastly, 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 accept all the above and accept that you're human. You have feelings. You can be sad, whether it's a breakup, a separation, it's the end of a long-time friendship, divorce, or even a death. Accept the present. Control what you can control. Keep going forward. We're going to get through it. I got through it. You know, I my grandpa that passed away when I was eight, I saw him pass away. I was in the room when he passed away at the hospital. Went through a marriage that was very far from perfect. And a divorce that was very less than, quote unquote, a right way to, to do anything when it comes to that. But you can do hard things. You can make it through these moments that feel like you're never going to get through them. And you will. You're going to get through them. You just have to take the steps. And give yourself the time. Give yourself the space. Give yourself the grace to get there. Because you will get there. I can guarantee you that. Lean on people that care about you. Lean on those around you. Lean on your family that you're close to. Lean on your friends that you're close to. Lean on your significant other. Of course, depending on the circumstances here. Just lean on people that care about you. Because they want to be there for you. That's why they care about you. They didn't care about you. They wouldn't care about what you're going through. Just remember that. Have courage. Have 30 seconds of courage to say, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, this has been really hard on me. Hey, I see that you're processing whoever's death really well, but I'm not. Can we talk about it? If you need additional help, go seek that, of course. Don't be afraid to seek that. It takes 30 seconds to make that phone call down to your local your local therapist's office and book an appointment. And maybe it'll take a couple minutes because insurance information and all that, but you know what I mean. Have that courage to have that conversation because that conversation will help you keep moving forward through your through your processing of your grief. And there is no timeline for any of this. There's no amount of days, weeks, months, years that you have to process your grief. You eventually are going to get through it. You're eventually going to process it. Heck, I'm almost two years out of my divorce, a year and a half. I'm finally starting to feel normal, find myself again. You know, a couple of job switches, some awful dating look. You know, a, a blog that's been awesome. 
this podcast, you listen to all of it. I wouldn't be here if I didn't go through all that. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I didn't let anyone tell me, hey, you need to keep up with what she's doing. Or, hey, you need to be on this time frame because most people have moved on by now. Okay, I'm not most people. I'm me. I'm going to take my time with it. Hey, why are you still sad about your grandpa 20 years later? Because I loved him. He was my dad for eight years. He's all I knew as a father figure. Yeah, I'm going to grieve that. I'm going to be sad about that. I'm going to be happy about that. Happy, sad about that for the rest of my life. You know, take the time that you need for all these different steps. And they're going to look different for me than they're going to look for you. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. There's only your way. And that's going to be your best way. And that's where I'm going to end this Let's Talk today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week. We have an awesome surprise for the people. Please make sure that you're subscribed on our YouTube. That's a big hint. There's going to be a YouTube video with our faces. Our, our, our ugly mugs are going to grace the YouTube. Hopefully we don't break our cameras. Well, my camera, because there's only going to be one camera needed. Kind of just let you in on it here. Make sure you leave five stars, leave a review, subscribe, share with a friend, follow on all our socials. Hit the link tree in our description of the podcast to be able to find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on eight different platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Riverside, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, all that, Amazon. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. We love you. We're super proud of you. In case you didn't hear that today. In case you didn't hear that, we love you. We love you. In case you didn't hear that today, we're proud of you. We love you. You got this. Keep freaking going. Your story's not over. Till next time.